With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Getting plenty Did of you fish. ever go on a date from Craigslist? I had girlfriends from Craigslist, yes. Oh, amazing. Oh, it was in, in like some... Was it like a... There's a dating thing in there, or did you like... Oh, they took it off or were you like people were being hookers on oh. there. Um, you weren't like, I've got some used furniture if you want to come check it out. No, it the wasn't. Girl, <laughs> then the girl comes over no, and you start striking... It was men seeking women and women seeking men, and but I was an idiot. Like, I was 18, 19, 20, like in college, <laughs> and there was one guy, like it was in the days of instant messaging... Mm-hmm. And I was just an idiot. I, I I don't know if I was still a virgin or like I had the head sex with like one girl, and like I don't remember if I responded to an ad or if they responded to my ad, but it was supposedly like a couple that were like we were gonna do some like some weird stuff. Like oh, he boy. he liked watching girls. I'm already uncomfortable. Oh, I was I, but all we ever did was instant message. And I would be messaging her and him at the same. But no, he'd be like, "She's loving what you're saying," and I'm like, "Oh, I'm a pimp." And but now looking back on oh, it, I'm like, wow. "Oh, I was just talking with one guy." <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, oh, that was definitely one creep. Yeah, but one wait, guy. one of your lines was, "I'm a pimp." Like when, when he would, when I like everything like, you would say, we'd be it. flirting with the girl, or I thought who was the girl, uh-huh. and he'd message me like, "Oh, she's loving what you're saying." Keep and it going. You're like, oh, I yeah. was like, "Yeah, I am." I, well, I don't know why girls don't see this. I'm I'm good online because I can think it out. But now oh, it's like it was just a guy. <laughs> so thank God I never met up with him. Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. You know what time it is. Time to get that party started all up in your ear holes. Here we go. When you had a bad day and you want those bad vibes to go away. When every day life gets harder. Or if your day needed a booster, then you need to talk to Red Rooster. Mr. Carter about to take you to school. Here we go, don't hurt nobody, don't hurt yourself. This is Morgan Freeman, and you are listening to one of the most important podcasts ever made in the history of podcasting, The Pocket Party Podcast, with my good friend, Darren Carter. Mm. And we're back. Hey guys, we got a great episode for you. I got Lee Syatt, the flying Jew, from Church of What's Happening Now. And I got Steve Simone from Good Times, the Good Times podcast. It's great, man. I love these two guys. And it's great. We've never done a podcast with all three of us together. So this is really 
Really awesome to have it on the Pocket Party Podcast. I want to do a quick shout out to ArtsGirl56. Like I said, anytime you guys are on iTunes, please give the podcast a review. And she writes, great podcast. Darren is, of course, a comedian and pretty funny, but also takes a good approach with his guests. He sort of lets the guests be the star, and he sits back and listens. He interjects his humor along the way, but more importantly, he asks good questions and listens. I think that's important. So shout out. Thank you so much, ArtsGirl56. I read all reviews of the podcast from iTunes, so please give it a review because it helps boost us up on the uh not the ratings, but like the charts, you know? And if you like the podcast and you want to donate, be like MF, be like Michael Knox, be like Rems, be like the people that do. Go to DarrenCarter.com and click support the podcast. There's a donate button and it goes to the PayPal. So you guys can do a monthly donation or a one-time donation, whatever it is. You know how you're like, hey, let me buy you a drink or let me buy you a lunch or let me, that sort of thing. That's kind of what you're doing. So I really appreciate it, man. We try to give you hours and hours of entertainment inspiration and motivation so there you go all right let's get into it let's get into it right now uh anything else am i forgetting um i got some dates i'm coming to phoenix looks like i'm coming to clovis we mentioned on the podcast i just added uh, i have to make it official but it looks like i'll be coming to iowa i'll be coming out to iowa dubuque and oh what was the other city like i think Cedar Rapids. <laughs> oh, and Yonkers. Yonkers, New York. That's cool, too. I haven't been there yet, so that'll be exciting. Um, thank you, guys. Anytime you tell somebody, you leave a review, you share the links on Twitter or Instagram stories and uh, or my YouTube channel. I love doing the YouTube videos, but it's all good stuff. Anyways, let's get into it right here, right now. And thank you to all the DeResta fans who listened to the last podcast. DeResta has been on about six or seven episodes, and if you like his episode, go back and listen to all of them, because with him, it is what it is. He's a New Yorker. He He's real. He's raw. He's a funny guy. He just says things in a funny way, and it's very colorful. All right, so let's start that party in your ear holes. Pocket party. This is Steve Simone. We're in the All Things Comedy Studios for like the, I think it's like the first real time we've ever done a podcast. First time I've been here. I think you said like a couple years ago you had Brenton on. Yeah, this is awesome. I don't know why it just feels more fun. I don't know. It it's, does. There's lights at the table. Yeah. And like I felt like a little kid on a carousel, like going around that I was looking for somebody to wave to, like when the music started to play. <laughs> Where's it's mom? awesome. Where's mom? This is so cool. So uh, David, what's up, dude? Uh, wanted us to start doing the podcast over here so we could like start doing video and stuff. Yeah. And here we are. We're hanging out. And then we're going to... D- Darren. Okay, so it's Steve Simone. I'm hanging out with Lee Syatt, as always. Hello, everybody. And then my guest this week is my buddy, the party starter, Darren Carter. Darren Carter. Because you guys were going to do a podcast. Yeah, today. I was. What, yeah, I was. I was. I've been. You know, I reached out to Lee. I said, "Hey, what, what's a good time?" He said, "Thursday, twelve, twelve thirty. And uh, I was going to run down to Starbucks. I get a text message: "Hey, Steve, something happened. Like, yeah. guess I don't know what happened." And he was, well, how about the three of us get together and we'll do it on camera and we'll meet the studios in Burbank? And I said, let's let's do it. Yeah, you know? I think this is the first real yeah. video one we've done ever. I yeah. know we did little clips before at Joey's studio. We've done clips and then we had like Sarah Tiana come in once yes. at midnight, but I don't know if we did video. For I don't know that. I was thinking that too. And to be honest, Darren, I was kind of happy because I was like, 
I get nervous. Like I, whenever I have someone coming over, I hear my mom in my head. Be like, you got to clean up. You got to. So I was getting ready the whole morning, and then I, I wasn't quite done. And Steve yeah. was like, "See if Darren wants it to all, come over." It and I was always like, works out yes. the way. It's <laughs> it always works. And out I'm not going to reveal this, to. but by your address, I thought it was like a business or something because I was like, "That sounds like a business." Address. Oh yeah, we're at the secret location of yeah. all things comedy. Yeah. Oh no, no, yeah. I think he meant my oh, home your address. address. Oh. I got lucky. I have like oh, just a solid number. That's good. It's just like it's like three thousand instead of like eighty four seventy three for your home address. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. So it sounds like businessy. It sounds yeah. like yeah. I, I live in a storage unit. Okay, so let's <laughs> businessy. Let's yeah. promote our dates, yeah. Darren. What do you want to promote? Oh, uh, you know, everything can be at DarrenCarter.com. I know I have Stir Crazy coming up in Arizona. We're going to be in Arizona. Oh, yeah, it's great, man. Arizona. I love that state. I'm going I'm to go there, and then I'm also my hometown is Fresno, so I'll be. The third, I'm sorry, the Friday and Saturday after Thanksgiving, I'll be at DeChico's Italian Restaurant. Dude, that's that in sounds Clovis. awesome. That's it, a great, I did that show. It's great. It's a great, it's a little, it's a, you know uh-huh. how like Italian restaurants here? House of food. It's great. Really I good. think it's great. And it's like, it's actually like, it's a nice restaurant. Like, it looks nice. They have a really great back room for the comedy. Cool. And it's like an, it's not like, oh, this is a, it's like an actual comedy room. And the cool thing about it is they have a great, uh, like a little scene up there. They do shows there like uh, five nights I, I a week. Do, I mean, do you um, think they would yeah. be willing if I went up there to do an all ages show during the day? Yes. Oh, yes. Because that's, yes. that's what I'm yeah. trying to start booking. I'm doing it Thanksgiving. I'm doing it again at Christmas because I'm going to be home anyways. And so we sell tickets and oh, it's great. Awesome. It's like you get to go home and then you get to do shows. That's fine. And, and I've been doing it yearly. So it's great to have people that are. And that's yeah. the, the Chico's Italian restaurant. The Chico's in Italian restaurant. Yeah. It's, they have pizza. Yeah, they have pizza. They have it all, man. They have good pasta. That's and I, right really? Yeah. And I tend to eat so well at home, like when you're going home for the holidays, that sometimes I've been known to like, they're like, you want a pizza? You want this? You want that? And I'm like, uh, just give me a little, because I'm just eating way too much. You're already yeah. eating way too much. That's for, my favorite. For the holidays, yeah. and then the pizza and the spaghetti, and you go, yeah, it's uh, so good. I, I love that whole area. Like, I... I it felt like it was like Normal. early two thousands, like late nineties again. Like they had <laughs> yeah. like you know in in the window yeah. at a place they had like we're hiring like yeah. n- like come in and apply with it. <laughs> that's, it's like, that's like my hometown. That's, that's hilarious. Awesome. I loved it. Yeah. There was like a little downtown area you could walk around. I loved it. I haven't there. been to Fresno in probably like seventeen years. It was oh, so wow. long ago. I remember, but we did Fresno State, Pauly Shore, and I. Oh wow, that's the Bulldogs, right? Yes. Whatever college yeah. is the yeah. Bulldogs, we got yeah. to do that. And the yeah. part that Lee's talking about, it's in Clovis, which is it's bo- it's like Fresno, Clovis, like back to back, you know. That's so cool. And it's you're right. It's like uh, where you're where you're talking about it. It is like it's an old. It's like twenty years behind the times, but in, in but part, in a good way. It's like it's, way, not, yeah. it's not like here in L.A. where it's like you can like the clown. Uh, liquor store where it's, the, it's looked the uh, same for like the fifty years. So it's like yeah. it's like it's fresh. I love it. I liked it a lot. Well, let's try to set it up. That'd be cool. Yeah. These are the dates I've come. I, up. Say, I just yeah. found out there's a new comedy club opening up in Escondido, California. Ooh. And I'm going to be there. I looks like next weekend. That's they cool. don't know if they have their liquor license yet. <laughs> you, but they were like, "Hey, man, we'd love to have you." They got Shirley Temple's. It. Yeah, is, it's called. Is the, it the guy that used to have the club back in the day? Yes. He, he does. Ch- he loves. He's a magician, and he does. Ch- no. So he's this just is the guy that promoted the thing at that really nice resort. I don't know if you ever did that gig, but it was awesome. It was mm. like being in Caddyshack. Oh, there was wow. like all these like really fancy stuffy people, <laughs> but as soon as you started to talk about like yeah. ice cream and pizza, they were like, "We like this guy." So, <laughs> and my buddy Adam. So his new yeah. club is called the Grand Comedy Club in Escondido, <clears throat> which is just north of San Diego. <clears throat> so hopefully, uh, guys, next I'll promote it on social media. But I should be down there Friday and Saturday. It looks like, and then for sure, uh, Thanksgiving weekend, it's going to be my first time at Wise Guys in Salt Lake City. 
on Friday and Saturday, which is awesome. Shout then, out to Wise Guys. Yes. And then the week after that, Lee and I are going to be at the House of Comedy in Phoenix, which is fantastic. With Lucas Earl. Yes. So that's going to be a great show. And then I'm back at the Comedy Works in Denver uh, the second weekend in December. We're going to do two all-ages shows on Saturday and Sunday and normal shows, I believe, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday with the daytime show on Sunday or maybe Sunday night. I haven't even looked at the dates. Just go to Comedy Works. I'm going to be there. I'm so excited to get back. And uh, I know a lot, I, we have a lot of buddies there. So let's go eat something delicious. Um, and that's it. Now we're hanging out. Okay. That was the important grown-up stuff. Where have all the good, good times, times gone? gone. <laughs> have you done an all-ages show yet? With um, Have you done them yet? Yes. And, and how little... They were my favorite. How little were the kids or how... From babies... Really? To mom, moms, and pop-pops, great-grandparents. Wow. From, like, babies to, like, people that were, like, in wheelchairs and stuff. <clears throat> wow. And it's my favorite. Yeah. The old people are my favorite. Yeah. They're just really good audiences and... It's funny they once you be there. once you get the material, man. It's it's very satisfying, right? Because mm-hmm. I remember early on, like when I'd only been doing comedy for three years, mm-hmm. I knew this guy. He's like, "Hey, I want to pay to perform at this car dealership." It was our holiday party, and I wasn't ready yet. And, yeah. I, and I probably only had about five minutes that, that I could really that were clean. That were, yeah, <laughs> that's you know exactly I mean? where I am right now. Yeah. That's what, that's what yeah. say. but it's hard because they he, he wanted me to do like fifteen twenty, and it's yeah. like and you they loved me for maybe five minutes, and then it was like, <laughs> then I started stretching and riffing, and then I just had to go into my other material, and it was and I saw him lose uncomfortable, and I was uncomfortable. I'm sweating bullets, and it was like, yeah. But you need I needed that three hundred dollars or whatever it was back yeah. at the time, and I've been there. You know, it's, yeah. I don't know what ha- I, I, the big turning point in my career with just cultivating material was after my first album came out, mm. and it was there was unnecessary curse words on it. They were completely like the material itself was clean, and the focus was very similar to this podcast where it's like let's just celebrate life, let's focus yeah, on the good times. Yeah, it was great. Times. I love that first album. And I remember my buddy David. He's he used to come to all my shows, and then he started having kids and stuff. And he started – he was so excited for the album to come out to be able to share it with his kids because little kids can't come in the comedy clubs, you know. And this was like, I don't know, four years ago, five years ago yeah. that album came out. And his little guy was – he had he has two, two boys and they were loving it. And he made me a Facebook video where they were in the car listening to my album. And the littlest guy in the backseat was like, Steve Simone, you're so funny. And it made me feel good. I'm like, this is what I want to yeah. do because – my love of comedy started that young. Like yeah. I, I and my parents were super cool, so I got to watch stuff maybe m- most parents wouldn't let their kids watch. Like I yeah. got to see Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, George Carlin. Um and that's that's what made me go comedy's the coolest thing ever. So I was so happy to be sort of paying it forward. I always said my goal in comedy was was to inspire like a fat 12-year-old kid that was insecure. Mm. If he could make his friends laugh with my jokes at the lunch table and feel cool and have a place to sit, I'm like, that's all I wanted out of comedy. So now there's a dad. He's in the car. His little kids are loving it. And they they were kind enough to post on my Facebook wall. But then like – and it was the day or two after my album came out. So I'm on social media nonstop seeing what people are saying, trying to retweet things, trying to sell copies of the album. All Things Comedy was kind enough to help me produce the album, promote it. And Mm. it was on fire. Like it went to the top of the charts. We did Joey's podcast. 
I think Burt did my podcast. Everything was great. Ari Shafir. Oh, Ari did an album breakdown. Yep. We released it on Ari's podcast before the album even came out. That was out. a really clever idea. I listened to that episode. Well, what I want to do, great. Lee, is let's start putting my albums on YouTube so people can just listen for free. Yeah. We'll put yeah. it on my yeah. YouTube I wonder page. if that's out there. You know, I found out that all four of my albums are on YouTube, but I didn't upload them. I think it might have been... Because I put them through CD Baby, so I'm thinking CD Baby does it, and then you get like a check. So you might your albums might be. Well, in I want to put it on my my page yeah. so then people know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah you yeah, know yeah. what I mean. Like so I can sort oh, of build my yeah. YouTube page, and it's like a thank you. Like, yes. hey man, I'm not looking for your money. I'm just trying right. to put some love into the world. Yeah. So speaking of that, the dad puts the video out, and the little kid's like, "Steve Simone, you're so funny." But then when I log back into Facebook and I check, it's mm-hmm. the dad again making a video, and he goes, "Steve, somebody has something to say to you." Because the first video was like, Steve, somebody has something to say to you. <laughs> yeah. And then it was, Steve, somebody has something to say to you. And he puts the phone on his little guy and he goes, Steve Simone, you are so funny, but you said a bad word. And that you could tell the dad thought it was funny. Yeah, and he was yeah, like, yeah. that's right, Steve, you said the S word. <laughs> and I went, all right, I'm not doing I just didn't want to deal with that guilt. I'm yeah. like, yeah. well, it's, it's so yeah. interesting because like uh, – as as a, a viewer, like you don't even realize it. Like my mom came to visit a couple years ago, and it was right after Ali Wong's first special came out on Netflix, mm-hmm. made her and, a star. And my ex and I, we were like, "Oh, let's." One night, my mom likes to watch comedy. We're like, "Oh, let's watch this with her." Yeah. And we didn't even think about it, and then it goes into it, and you're like, and until you have like a kid or someone there who reacts yeah. to it, you're like, "Oh, I don't. I didn't even realize." And like didn't that album, it. which you're you've been doing some of the material. To fit do without swear words, you had like four swears in the entire album. Yeah, but there was needless. It was right. It was needless, but it, it was, was like, hardcore. There was four bad swears, but then there was probably like twenty words that I didn't need to use. Oh, okay, I don't even. I didn't. That's why that. on the second album, uh, I started to say "son of a fish." Right, and I was like, "These sons of fishes," because that's. I remember being in second grade and really thinking that was the expression. So I got to make a a bit out of it too. Yeah. Oh, my! Like my mom told me, like I wasn't allowed to say crap. Yeah. That was one thing. And then like it, it's funny, like what you she told me that I like there was like there was no way to spell stupid. Like the, like it was impossible to spell. That's funny. like because she got mad at us when we call each other stupid. Like my brother and I. She's like, you can't spell it because we try to spell it and get away without saying it, but we'd spell it. Mm-hmm. Like how do you spell it, mom? She's like, you can't spell it. That's hysterical. So it, it's just it's you funny. should do that as a bit. Okay, I'll have, to, I'll have to think about it. Because you could segue <laughs> off the bit about Paula's mom making deliciousness right. into your mom. Okay. Because so much of stand-up to me is just finding reasons to talk about stuff. Yeah, no, 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 I appreciate it. It's uh, But it, it's funny how you realize, you're like, oh, yeah, there are some kids, and I had 10 words, 20 words in an entire hour that I don't really need. Didn't need at all. And then I started like, and then it wasn't long after that that my buddy Raul at Children's Hospital found some of my stand up on YouTube. Oh, that's how he found you. Yeah, and I then know that. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was like, oh, if I'm going to start doing that stuff, if I put some edgier content out there, I'm not. If I was famous, it wouldn't matter, you right. know. Like Segura, Bill, but those guys can do whatever they want, and then people still go, oh, okay, you can go donate blood or do a blood drive or something. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to risk, risk anything. And now it's kind of like what you were talking about with that car dealership and the corporate gig. Yeah. Since I've been working pretty much squeaky clean for five years now, um, 
it just when those opportunities come my way, it's just easier. Yes. And I remember yes. when the second album came out, I sent a bunch of copies <clears throat> to my mom and she could mm. give them out to her friends. And it's like, I don't want, here's the other thing too. I don't want people to think like I'm some uptight prude or whatever. Like my parents were cool. They were letting me watch <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I could drop F-bombs in the house. They wasn't really appreciated, but yeah. I could do it. They were cool. But now as an adult, I want to thank them for all that unconditional love by putting some stuff out into the world that they're not embarrassed of me. I embarrass them enough. (laughs) That's really how I feel. And I mean, it's funny that you said as a three-year comic, because I'm just about to hit my two-year anniversary, and I... Getting to work a lot with Steven, even seeing you at the belly room the other night. I think we got it, Lee. Oh, yeah. I think we got it. We have to go... Let me know when we can go listen to that, maybe on Sunday or something. Um, But I... uh, I, I'm not super dirty compared to Steve. I am, but like I'm not like a Joey or like whatever level. But I have. And some, Joey's my favorite comic, right? And so it, that's that's what I it. want to put out there too. Like it's not like I'm like oh, I think edgy, dirty comedy's the funniest. It is, but it's and you could do more of it if you cho- chose to yeah. as a headliner. But as someone who's starting to do shows with other comics, especially going earlier in the show, I've noticed that sometimes cleaner material, the audience kind of reacts to better yeah because even if the headliner is going to be dirty it's almost like this thing down and now you're talking about penises and stuff like they yeah. kind of get weirded out about it yeah so i'm, I'm just trying <laughs> yeah. to yeah they just got seated and they're yeah. having their appetizer and yeah like, and you're like talking about dicks and, fun, and I'm like, well as a young comic that's what i did so oh yeah. okay but that now i'm trying to like the stuff with paula's mom and i'm just yeah. trying to work on i'm not gonna like i'm not choosing to be only clean but i'm trying to Write and that's actually advice I got from Joey mm. when I started. That he said you should just try to write clean for a few years because it's harder, and then write dirty. Okay, and I, I didn't follow his advice, and now I'm starting to a little bit. Um, but it's interesting. <laughs> Do you have any idea how blessed you are to have somebody like that as a mentor? Oh yeah, well, every I'm I'm with with him of course, but I'm, I'm around. I, I'm I, I'm in a very unique situation because I have people like I get to hang out. And I know you, Degu and Steve, and and. Uh, I, I get both sides of it. Like, I get to experience a little new stuff as a open micer, but then mm-hmm. I get to be around people who have been doing it, like, what is it, 40 years between the two of you? Probably. Probably, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. It's, uh, That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's almost like, it, it's the same thing as, like, if I was going to start out as a as an accountant, and and, it, and and then there was a mentor. Like, I had a mentor in editing. Yes. And it was great. It it. It changed my entire entire life of editing. You you need as a young person or somebody that's a novice, somebody that's just starting something. You need mentors. Yeah, and, and I, my buddy Kevin Cavinas has been doing stand up now for a couple of years. But when he first really wanted to start doing it, he wanted to pay me to help him, like shepherd him through the process. And I wasn't comfortable with it, but he was like, "Hey, this is what I want, and this is I'm willing to pay for it." So I was like, "Okay." And I took it seriously. But what I found out is as I was trying to explain to him all the lessons I've learned, I was relearning them myself. And I, I think there's it's just like a circle of teaching and learning at the same time. I think it's important. Oh, yeah. Right? It, it really is. I noticed that even with like at the boxing gym, mm-hmm. you know, you got the, the former boxers, somewhat like, like, you know, like Buddy McGirt, two-time yeah, world champion. Now he just is in the Hall of Fame as a coach. And And – you know, as he's saying this again and again, he's probably relearning and relearning, like, like, you know, 
Yes. And, and, and in, if I go home and I try to show my son something, like I'm trying to, hey, here's what I learned. Yes. Come, and I'm like, as I'm explaining it, I'm like, oh, wait, that, it goes from here to here. And then you're, so you're learning just by explaining. Yes. You know? And to the, to the greater point I was trying to make, it's like <clears throat> we all need each other. Yeah. yeah, like we, we you can't do anything on your own. You need you need to be part of a community to accomplish anything. Right, that's what's so cool about all things comedy. That's what's so cool about the comedy store. It's like you get to be a part of these communities where the best in the world are there, and you're you're both learning and teaching. Like I love, I never perform at the comedy store on Monday nights because I'm grateful that Adam gives me spots, and I don't want to take a spot away from somebody that's not getting one on a Friday or something. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So it's not about performing. I just love going to watch the door guys, the younger comics, the open micers. And then if somebody has a question like, hey, man, I'm trying to get ready for this. Or how did you do that? Or would you be on my podcast? I'm like, yeah, it's just fun to be around. And it's great. It's a... I, I, it's uh, it's just cool learning. Like learn. Like my mom would always say, and I would always get like my mom's the kind of mom who would like take us to museums on vacations. I would hate it. Yeah. And she's like you, always, you never stop learning. You never stop. Makes learning. me think of Darren. <laughs> boring. Boring. <laughs> and it, that's yeah. how I would feel. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good bit. Boring. By the way, I made that a, a YouTube clip. It's fourteen seconds. Uh huh. So I, I remember you, we talked about that a couple of years ago. Like we should we should you know divvy up our YouTube videos and make them like bite-sized pieces. Yeah. And I took that little phrase because people like it and I just put it out there. So if they go to, they'll see it. It's 14 seconds, just me on a loop going boring, boring. <laughs> you should make that like a gif or gif or however you say it like or a, or a uh, ringtone. Yeah. I was going to say ring yeah, tone. ringtone. I got to do make it a ringtone. I don't know how to do that, but I think it's probably not that hard, right? No, you can right. just, there's probably a YouTube video like, on how to do that. There's, uh, oh my God, there's so many YouTube tutorials on everything. It's I'm Fantastic. just excited. Like I'm excited, Darren, for you for when you because I watch you on on Instagram. Like, I, I'm excited for you and your son to like be a duo on the road. <laughs> I like, know he's great. He is great. He, he got to meet uh, Neil Sedaka. You know, my son plays piano and sings, and awesome. And uh, he got to meet Neil Sedaka, who's 80 years old. My wife wrote a letter, and they answer, actually answered. And then wow. we got to you know see him live. Like this is his third time, and he's a huge Neil Sedaka fan. Even the man's 80 years old, and. You know, and, That's and he's so got cool. he's a great storyteller, Neil Sedaka. He has all these songs he's written and saying. You should have him on your podcast. That would be fantastic. I should, right? I should reach yeah, out to him. Yeah, the next time you do it, just bring your age for it. Just bring your old Zoom and go. Yeah. 
I th- yeah, I probably could. Maybe that I could. a legend. How many hit songs has that guy written? Oh, so many. He, at one point, he does. I don't know the numbers exactly, but he does this um, this story. He goes from 1958 to 1963. I sold 40 million records. Whoa! <laughs> and then came the Beatles. That's a sound. Not good. <laughs> You know, and then it's and then he just like tells these funny stories, and so it's more almost like one man show is what he's bringing, like storytelling kind of, and music. Oh yeah, it's so good, man. These guys, I love. Like he's a great performer. Like it's funny we saw him, and then back to back, like within a couple of months, my wife saw uh, Rick Springfield. You know, another big fan. Yep, Jesse's and, girl. And yeah, and and, then, and he does this this uh, concert called Strip Down, where it's just him and a guitar and his laptop, and he calls it the band in the box. But it, you know, and sometimes he. The music's all off, and he's just singing a cappella, and he's telling these stories. And when you go from that to like, they they saw like this '90s hip hop concert at the LA County Fair, and my son was so bored with it because it just is like everybody put your hands up, put your hands up, wave your hands. All the ladies say, "Ah, it's it's not really, it's different than like singers, songwriters, storytellers. Yeah, compared to like just the, you know, Vanilla Ice doing his one hit. You know, yes, unfortunately, but. So I'm I'm and I, I'm just bad with musicians, but it's just interesting how you just because that you said it and I, I don't think we like I, people appreciated it. <laughs> In five years, he sold forty. He, that's eight million records a year. Yeah, and to be yeah. honest with you, yeah. I don't know who Neil Sedaka is. I might know a song. Yeah, but that it's. Did you ever listen to? Did your mom and dad ever listen to oldies growing up? That's like all 50s? she listened to. Oh, so then you probably know like I love, I love, I love my calendar girl. Oh, okay, gotcha. And then I, I'm living right next door to an angel. I'm living right next door. I can't. Sing. I don't know that one. But how about this one? Because breaking it up is hard to do. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, my, that's why my mom listened to oldies. Yeah, that, I, that that's part of the reason why I was not. I'm not super into music is because <laughs> yeah. my dad would listen to disco. That's great. My, yeah, well, he loved it. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, Neil Sedaka and. Elton John had a song called Bad Blood. Okay. Really? Yeah, I called Bad. I can't sing, but Bad Blood. It's, it's called Bad Blood. But it's crazy how like the someone sold... In... He's probably... Let's say he's up to 50 million records. Now. At least. At least. Oh, yeah. And I had no idea. Like, it's just, know. That's a crazy And you know what's crazy? Word. My wife was just telling me about the charts, like how Kanye West, his album's number one. And I want to say it's, it's only sold like 110,000 copies, which isn't that many compared to... How things no, used yeah, to be. Yeah, the music business has changed so and, much because everything's streaming now. And, and there's this country singer who, who's been around for decades. His name is Toby Keith. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've heard of him. And, and he used to hang out at the comedy store whenever he was in town. Yeah, he did, huh? Mm-hmm. He, um, he, he, uh, his greatest hits came out and it only sold 3,000 copies. I could not believe it. I was like, really? That just shows you kind of where the music business is like. Does that include digital copies that it sold? I don't know. That's and wild. It, it's on some website like Daily hits.com or whatever yeah, because everybody listens to stuff on streaming it's all services. streaming now right yeah 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 it's cool i mean it, things change that's what i love about yeah. stand-up though because it's for as much as things change to go to a live show and to be a part of the audience it's just the coolest it's the best it's like you know laughter really is healing like when you look at people and they're like holding their stomach and their jaws and like like real we're talking real laughter not mm-hmm. not like the you know, not what I do, but like you know, <laughs> the good no, stuff. No, not, not when it, when when there's too many. Like you know, like if you go to like an open mic, that's a little bit different. But I'm talking about like when you sing. Like you know, I just saw George Wallace perform the other night, and he's just so good, man. Mm-hmm. A guy like that is just like he's just got it down. He knows the right turns, the twists. The you know, where are you from? And the guy's like Pittsburgh. I was just there last night. 
yeah. you know, and then he'll just tell these random jokes. Then we're it's so good. I'm not like other people. I put refrigerator magnets on the oven. I don't give a damn. <laughs> you know? He just he just has all these jokes like that, and it's just like man, just years and years. It's just people are waving like wheat. They're just back and forth, like just laughing, and oh my gosh, it's like waving like you know. And I, I I'd be because I don't go to a lot of concerts, so maybe you guys could answer this, like. It, an audience is so important for stand up. Like having a full audience who's yes. really involved is really important. Absolutely. I wonder if and it's cool as people. important. That's true. I wonder if it's as important for music. Because I feel like the songs are going to be the same. Like I feel like the, the well, audience think, is really I think important. an audience can influence an, any performer or athlete or anybody that's trying to do anything. But Van Halen would still be Van Halen if they were in a garage with no audience. Right. Yeah. Like it would still exist. But stand up, we really do need that. Compared to all the other arts, don't you yeah, think? Yeah, we need, yeah. Because music, audience you is could necessary. put the hat down low and the sunglasses, and you could really just get into your own. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Vedder with yeah. his back to the audience. Yeah. Like, I, I, I need, I, I can't do what I do without an audience. <laughs> it, it doesn't it's exist. It's weird, right? I remember, like, sometimes I've done, like, you know, TV spots, and they're like, can you run your material over the phone? And you're doing it, and it's just, <laughs> it's so hard to do, right? It sounds so unfunny. It's like, yeah. It's a, so then my wife uh, is 22 years, and we've been married, and it's just like, it doesn't sound funny at all. Have you really been married 22 years? 22 years now. Congratulations. Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you. I feel like going into my act right now, but yeah. I was like, bad morning radio. Um, So, Darren, I understand you're married. (laughs) Boy, I I sure am. I remember our 18-year anniversary. I woke up that morning, and I'm like, well, 18 years. It's almost like you raised me. (laughs) Just like you're free to go. All right. So So coming to the top of the hour, we've got you. (laughs) What's the weather, Lee? It's sunny. I don't, I'm not going to improv. <laughs> you got that? That's 40 years, and this is two years, and I'm like, it's sunny. Oh, you know what would be great? Can we just do? Yeah, I'm not good at improv videos, and we're a horrible improv <laughs> troupe. Yeah. Except you guys will be joking, and you'll just be like, let me do whatever. Give us a job. Do. We're podcasters. <laughs> Give us a location. I'm not good at improv. all things comedy studios. <laughs> <laughs> it's sunny. Oh, let me ask you this, uh, Lee. Yes. Okay, I gotta, okay this, this is great. It's a great topic I wanted to bring up. Um, are you are you single now? I am. Okay, so here's um shocking, shocking. When I, I thought you were, but um, uh, I, I I did a show recently, and apparently during the day at the club they have like a speed dating thing, mm-hmm. and somebody had left their like quiz or their notes, and I and I was like, what the hell is this? Uh, speed dating, and. First of all, I'm like, wow, I'm so glad I'm not in that dating pool. And I'm not like speed dating because I don't know. Yeah. It, seems, it seems almost cruel. Like, I, I think because like the guy had written down like these names, mm-hmm. you know, we'll just go with name. I don't even know what names yeah, are. It'd, it'd be like Carol. And it'd, it'd say like, no. <laughs> and the next one would say like, Linda, no. And then in parentheses, tries too hard. Wow. Next was like, Monica, no. And then he wrote, tries way too hard. And I was just like, I just, not even being in that, it just gave me anxiety. Yeah, like, Just hard, knowing man. you're being judged, you're being... That guy has a lot of confidence. Mine would have been like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah. reminds me of the old Tom Herrera bit. <laughs> Louie, you can't afford to have a type. <laughs> Anybody that's interested, that's your type. That's actually a joke I, that I tell is that I don't have a, if you're interested, I'm, I'm good. That's not, I, <laughs> it's, uh, but it's, it's weird. Like, I, I never... Before I started stand up, never went into a bar and like hit on a girl. I was always I'm like this is me being out there now and like not shy. Like when I yeah. first when I first moved to LA, like I I just 
was a super dork and very shy and nervous. Mm-hmm. And now the the and I'm not having a ton of luck, but the only luck I have with girls is I li- I pretend I'm on stage. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. I pretend I'm on stage, and then like you I make have, them drink a two drink minimum. <laughs> trust me, they I, 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 my, <laughs> mine's a four drink minimum. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I uh, it, it's uh, like I pretend I have confidence. That's like cool. I do on stage, and it kind of it works better than uh, like it just like that's yeah, how that I, never works. Like I wouldn't, I couldn't. Like I was online, I was online dating before apps. Like I was Craigslist online dating. Okay, Cupid at the beginning. Plenty. Did of you fish. ever go on a date from Craigslist? I had girlfriends from Craigslist. Yes. Oh, amazing. Oh, it was in in like some. Was it like a there's a dating thing in there, or did you like? Oh, they took it off. Or were you like people were being hookers on oh. there? Um, you weren't like I've got some used furniture if you want to come check it out. No, it the wasn't. Girl, <laughs> then the girl comes over no, and you start striking. It was men seeking women and women seeking men, and there, but I was an idiot. Like I was eighteen, nineteen, twenty, like in college, <laughs> and there was one guy, like it was in the days of instant messaging, mm-hmm. and I was just an idiot. I, I I don't know if I was still a virgin or like I had, I had sex with like one girl, and like I don't remember if I responded to an ad or if they responded to my ad. But it was supposedly like a couple that were like we were gonna do some like some weird stuff. Like oh, he, he liked watching girls. I'm already uncomfortable. Oh, I was. I but all we ever did was instant message, and mm. I would be messaging her and him at the same. And 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 he, <laughs> they were like, Lee tries way too hard. No, but <laughs> pretty much. But no, he'd be like, she's loving what you're saying, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I'm a pimp. And but now looking back on oh, it, I'm like, wow. oh, I was just talking with one guy. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, oh, that was definitely one creep. <laughs> yeah, but wait, one of your lines was, I'm a pimp. I'm no, a I didn't pimp. say that. But it, it made like when, when he would when I like everything like, you would say, we'd be the, flirting with the girl, or I thought who was the girl, <laughs> uh-huh. and he'd message me like, oh, she's loving what you're saying. Keep and it going. You're like, oh, I yeah. was like, yeah, I am. I, well, I don't know why girls don't see this. I'm I'm good online because I can think it out. But oh, now it's like the it was just a guy. <laughs> so thank God I never met up with him. Yeah. But uh, no, I had a couple girlfriends in college from it. I I got my girlfriends either online or girls that I worked with because mm. like it takes me a while to warm up, like to warm up and have you warm up to me. And with that piece of paper I saw, it, it said it said these are some icebreakers. So I don't know if they have like. A minute with this girl or three minutes? Yeah, how long does speed dating last? I don't know. I don't know, but I, I've only I'm, seen it in the movies. I, I only saw it in 40-Year-Old Virgin. It's, yeah. um, they, uh, oh, I should watch that scene. Because mm. I, I, I almost want to do a bit about this, but I would hate it if I'm, like, doing a scene from a movie, not knowing. Yeah. You know, like. Just watch it. Yeah. Where you're like, hey, this is funny. And then people are like, dude, he's just quoting a movie. Like, but I feel know. like, I feel like speed dating must be kind of easier. Because I'm. You think I, so? I even told my therapist this. Like, I'm good with, like. I'm great with cashiers. Let me ask you some of these servers. questions. Here's the, here's one of the okay. icebreaker questions, and this is where I would be tapping out right here. They were like, "What's your fir- your your favorite current TV show?" Favorite cur- See, I'm bad with it because I, all I watch is like like I just finished Cheers, and then I start, <laughs> I started. <laughs> like, See, I am the same way. Yeah, that's what I, but like I'm good with yeah. like short conversations. Like yeah, like, like I, natural I, conversations. I kill no, not natural. I oh. kill with servers. Like I, I can always make a server laugh. Or if like at a cashier, if like I'm the mm-hmm. I, and I was a cashier and I used to hate it, but I'm the guy who's like if it doesn't scan, I'm like so it's free now and we high five. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. that's what I'm good with. But anything like, oh, it's good. if it's over if it's over like three and a half minutes and I'm like ooh like it's yeah. warm outside. <laughs> that's where my improv comes in. I'm not good at it. <laughs> yeah, they were like, what's your favorite current TV show? What's your favorite TV show of all time? 
and um, which I could probably do. But then, I, you know, I'd be honest and be like, I don't really have one, but I did like, I really did enjoy at the time, Three's Company, Happy Day. I but, love Three's Company. You know what I mean? Those are the shows from my childhood. I'm not the like, best. you know, they were great. Do you remember Three's Company? Uh, that's, uh, that, I love old sitcoms. I haven't seen Three's it Company. It is a masterpiece. I just thought of something. See, now the updated version, Three's Company, it's you on Craigslist talking to one guy thinking it's three. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> <a start>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who's in Three's Company? Which one is that? John Jack, Ritter and his prime. Oh, wow. It was okay. so funny. Summers. Yeah, Mr. Furley, a.k.a. Don Knotts. That's yeah. I love old sitcoms. Like, say, it's weird. I, like, that's like my sort of guilty Maybe pleasure. Maybe you could date an older woman. I would love to date an older woman. I've dated, before my ex, or my most recent ex, and by older, it was always like two years older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in like high school well, and college, young guy, that's, that's a, significant, that, yeah. One of, like, one of my ex, like the girl who I'm thinking of from Craigslist, like... <sighs> I was talking about not having a type. We had a first date. It went fine. I was like, okay, I'll never see her again. Mm-hmm. And then she texted me when I was on the train home. And she's like, I had a good time. We should do it again. I was like, okay, I guess. I guess. We'll, and we went out for like six months. And she was a senior when I was a sophomore. And at one point, she's like, you, I think you just like dating me because I'm older than you. I'm like, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always. But I, I'm, I'm, that, I'm that way with, with, with uh, just friends, too. Like, I'm, I've always been friends with like the older kids. Mm. Or like, and I like I was never really a drinker. So now, like when I was came here at like twenty five or whatever, I came I came here kind of twenty three. Like I, I'd hang out with like forty year olds and have like a drink. Like that's my that's why my drink now is Makers and Diet Coke is because it's great. It's great. <laughs> that is like an old guy. Yeah. We're like, hey, let's do a speed dating with Lee. When you're like, what's your favorite dessert? He's like, I love Jello. Yeah, Jello with whipped cream. It's it's tasty. What's your favorite game? Bingo. No, yeah, no, I'm, I'm an old, I've been an old man from from the time I was six. That's better though, I think, than trying to chase what's young and stupid. And yeah, no, that's I um I I just whatever I like just being true to myself. Like yeah, it's everything. Cause I and I thought about this because Steve, you've talked about how like in college you would drink a little bit and try a little to, bit or a, a lot of it, yeah. whatever. Like I would drink in college every couple months, whatever. And I'm actually a good drunk. Like I high five people, I can yeah. talk to people, but I ne- it never connected with me to like let's do this three nights a week. Like mm. and I, I wouldn't even get hung over. I remember saying like. And now I kind of do feel a little bit stinky. Yeah, as soon as you get into your 30s. But when I was like 20-something, I didn't get hung over. But the whole like being around 100 people, like I i don't if, – like if you hug me or something, I'm fine with it. But I don't like being at a bar where people are like bumping into me a yeah. lot. Like mm-hmm. that kind of gives freaks me out. <laughs> so like the thought of going to a bar or to like a party where I don't know people, if I know you, I'm cool. But like yeah. if I have to meet like 50 new people, I, I just shut down. Yep. So, like, the thought of doing that three nights a week was like, no, thank you. I'm, that I'm, reminds me of a uh, little bit off topic, but just being around too many people. So, you know, our son's 12 now. And so for Halloween, we'd always go to, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Toluca Lake. You got to do it at least once. Mm-mm. Toluca Lake, it's great, man. It's like these big houses. A lot of people are somehow in the industry. And so, like, their their yards are amazing, man. They'll, they'll even have signs like, next show is at 7.15. I mean, oh, cool. I mean, there's like fog machines Whoa. and music. And I mean, they do productions. And, and, and in some, not all houses do, but a lot of them. I remember even when Bill, um, I'm sorry, um, Bob Hope, like the when, when his uh, wife Dorothy was still alive, we went to their house and 
and there was a, a security guard at the gate, and he would give you a, you know complimentary cards from the the home of the Bob Hope family. I mean, it's, wow. wow, it's amazing. It's really something to go see. They give king size candy bars. All these, a lot of the houses do in Toluca Lake. It's amazing, and um, but I got to say, it's it's really only fun for maybe thirty minutes, maybe forty five minutes, because then it gets way too crowded, and a lot yeah. of the yards have um, they've made it because they don't want their flowers and grass trampled, so they. They just chain it off so people have to stay on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. and they get overcrowded, and it's like a packed day at like Disneyland, and it's unfun. At that oh yeah, point. I my mom did something because I was the I was the not poor, I was middle class in a high in a richer town, mm-hmm. so I felt poor, but I really wasn't. Um, and it was big yards, mm-hmm. so like you really had to walk, and we didn't didn't get a ton. And in middle school, my mom took us to the town next to us that had duplexes, mm-hmm. and we tore it up. <laughs> and like I, I've lived in my apartment for like five years, and there's kids in my building, but I've never once had a trick or treater. And I, w- I always re- used to think like kids who lived in apartments must kill it on on Halloween, and I don't. I, they must take them to these houses. But if I was as a chubby kid, if I could go to three apartment complexes I, and just <laughs> just, just like ha- I'd bring extra yeah. pillowcases. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, yeah, trick or treating's <laughs> changed since I was a kid. Like, it, in the, I remember kids that like grew up in like condo complexes, apartments. That people, everybody gave out candy. But it seems like now trick or treating, if it exists, it's become like destination trick or treating. Like people know which neighborhoods, yeah, which to go uh, to. Go to this church and they have a function, or go, yeah. go to the mall and like the stores. Yeah, yeah. Like even at like my jujitsu school, they brought trick or treaters through during the day. Like all the businesses mm. oh, yeah. get like a notice that there's going to be kids coming through from like 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. or something yeah. like that. Oh, wow. And I think what's going on, I, I think I appreciate it more as an older, becoming like an adult. You're like, I've actually flipped in my mind where I'm like, oh, it's actually pretty fun to give out candy. Yeah. You know, like that's to what see it, the little kids light up. It's that's like, what it's for. I yes. used to think it was annoying. Like when I was, when, back when I was Lee's age, I was like, oh, I hope no one knocks on our door and bugs us. But then, but then as like you get older, you're like, no, it's cool. And you realize like how fame is fleeting, how life moves on, how the yes. sands of time are over, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so you're like, wow, this is, let me enjoy every moment, you know. Absolutely. That's where yeah. I am now. It was hilarious though. We went, we left. So my son for Halloween, he's 12, he's pretty tall. He's getting and, to the end of trick or treating. Yes, okay. yes. And yeah. you know what he was for Halloween this year? He was Rick Springfield. So. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> and how do you dress like Rick Springfield? You wear a black leather jacket, some Converse, and some jeans, and he has like a, a black wig. <laughs> and we were, and now we look back and we're like, oh no wonder people weren't like answering the door when we went up there. They thought we were just regular people asking for candy, like you know. That's hysterical. We ended up going to Glendale to his uncle's neighborhood, mm-hmm. and and that was kind of annoying that some people would decorate their homes mm-hmm. but then they wouldn't answer the door oh you know that doesn't make you get sense. to trick them then right you get to do something <laughs> we really want and dude you know me i have my flashlight that i use on stage i would like shine my light and i would see the people in there i'd see them in there They're hiding i know they'd be like looking at it, and then we hit them with the light and then i'm like why aren't they coming up and, you know but i really we really did want to like throw an egg at their house or smash a pumpkin or something you know i, did I wouldn't you guys do ever it, do but... any of that stuff as a kid did you ever do any mischief Mischief. Um, I didn't, but there was. I remember there was some people that had like a a mannequin, mm-hmm. and when people would walk by, they would like they would throw it over the fence and scare people. Oh, and great! That kind of thing. Uh, well, there's two things I'm thinking of um, for mischief, and it wasn't even really mischief. But my friends and I, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but uh, probably around your son's age, maybe a year or two older. No, maybe around probably exactly your son's age. We got together 
and we went trick or treating in July. Hilarious. And we did. We only really? did. Like, we, we only did like five, six houses, but and, and people recognized us. That's so funny. <laughs> but, but what did it, you guys dress up as? I, I don't remember. I, but I do remember we because my I got really lucky. My mom was like, she, like everyone has a story, but like the masks. Like I think I got a mask once because I really wanted it, but my mom would always do face paint and like make the costumes and like that's awesome. It was a whole thing. So like this one was like really put like hastily put together at like a sleepover. <laughs> hastily. But like the thing that I was gonna say is, I don't know. Maybe I'm just remembering it differently. But I, when I got to be like old enough to trick or treat without my parents, how old was that for you? Uh, probably like ten or eleven. Yeah. Like I remember, I don't think parents could do that now. No, and that's the thing is, I remember staying out late, and I think I was. And Joey's daughter's like probably going to be seven, or she's going to be seven. So I guess she's still kind of young. But I think they were home by eight, and I was like, my one of my favorite parts about trick or treating, even with my mom, was when they were like the how they were getting tired at the houses, and they're like, just take as much as you want. (laughs) Yeah, and like that was the best part. That was, and and even better, like. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, my brother and I aren't, we don't get along great. We get along, it's getting better. But good, good, good. good. One of the, one of my, one of the best parts about Halloween was when you get home and having a brother as you, you start trading. Trading. Oh, the trade. Oh, I love trading. Mm-hmm. I, I like that's a, like the first time like I started thinking about money. I was like, all right, I want to get Reese's and Kit Kats, and he can have whatever he, all yep. the other stinky stuff he wants. I think that's what my little brother mm, Reese's caps. Oh yeah, <laughs> I you know what I loved? I loved getting mm-hmm. the obscure candy really? where you're like, oh, what dots? Somebody handed out dots. This I would year. give those away. Just no, the different did see oh, the okay. different packages, right? To oh, yeah, man, stuff that I you normally it. wouldn't see. You're like, what, what yeah. is this? Yeah. Like uh, my uh, apartment building manager has two little girls. Okay, and in Sherman Oaks, everybody goes to one street called Stansbury, where they do haunted houses and all that stuff. And after living in LA for 20 years, I know that you don't, you just don't get trick or treaters. But the little kids were talking about Halloween when I saw them on the elevator. So I went and got them candy. Oh, great. But I got like the big boxes of nerds oh. and then like glow in the bar, glow in the dark Kit Kat big bars. They have glow, wait, what? Yeah. Ralph's had these Kit Kats. They have glow in the dark? Yeah. Wrappers <gasps> for Halloween. So wow, then I just, cool. I texted my manager and I was like, I'll just drop the candy off for the kids. But it was fun. Oh, that's I awesome. remember I remember seeing those different, like when you dumped your bag. Do you remember when you'd get a, like kind of a bummy gift for trick or treat. You'd be like, yeah. Oh wow. A Bible verse. That's awesome. You know, I, or just like, you know. I remember once. Okay. Like there's so many different levels to Halloween. Cause like you said, time fleets so fast and it, every year you're a different person when you're a kid, it's a different level of consciousness. It's a different level. Like, and I remember being really little, like when my dad would actually take us trick or treating and we'd have like little plastic pumpkins. Yeah. And like really little, and you'd hit like three houses, and you're like, my legs are tired. You're oh, done. Yeah. You're like, I did it. And then you'd come home and <laughs> watch the big kids trick or treat and show up and look at their costumes. That was so fun. And then you evolve. I remember one year when I was nine, 
my mom actually dressed up and painted her face like a clown and took us out. I'm like, this is the best Halloween ever. My mom's costume <laughs> That's rules. cool. But then going out with my friends, yeah. that was the best. That was the coolest. Like that, if you felt like the Goonies, like a group of you and your friends out. And the later it got, the scarier it did get. And you had to be aware of teenagers. And when to your point with um, people handing out stinky gifts, I remember trick-or-treating with my brothers. I think I was seven. Mark was six and Chris was like 10. And I think – I don't remember which parent took us. And my older brother brought a friend. I think it was me and my brothers and this kid, Jody, that lived next door. And we went – and Jody pushed us. He was like, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Yeah. And we crossed mm. the street from my neighborhood into another neighborhood, like a big, busy street. And he was like, let's just hit those houses. And we knocked on an old lady's door, and she was like <laughs> – <laughs> She's like, I'm sorry, I don't have any candy for you boys. I'm I'm old and I'm living on a budget. And mm. President Reagan's really cutting back on the money that we're getting. <laughs> and then I remember my little brother was like, the lady close to me goes like, okay, fine. You don't you don't have money for candy. Just turn your lights out. <laughs> we wouldn't even knock on your door. There's a and then if you have your lights on and you open the door, just say, I'm sorry, I'm out of candy, <laughs> and let us move on. <laughs> I didn't need the lecture. Hmm. I don't care about her political beliefs. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> it was <laughs> awesome. Well, let me ask you this, Darren, because this, I, like, we would, we took it seriously. And, like, I took it very as a chubby kid. Like, yeah. I would save my favorites, and I only took a couple a day. How long, really, I was going to ask how long well, Halloween candy lasts. I feel like part of it was my mom was like, you can only have a certain amount. But, like, we would put it in Tupperware and have to hide it because my dad would always take it. So, like, as a dad, and your son maybe <laughs> yeah. shouldn't listen to this episode, how much of his Halloween candy are you, like, getting home from the comedy store at, like, one in the morning, like, ooh, a Kit Kat would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know what? Here's, I, I, for some reason, and, he, and that's, we, we, you know, he doesn't like candy. And I don't know why, but that's okay. Oh, good because, for him, yeah. But he listen, really is like an older person. He really is. like now I'm yeah. getting older and yeah. I'm like, oh, I yeah, don't I know. It's eat like, it. It's like, so it's never really been, a, even like birthday cake and stuff, it's never been a thing with him. Like, I, I got to have this. But, you know, he likes, you know, other other sweet things, but not that. And, um, you know, he likes lemonade or whatever. You know? But uh, but my thing is with him, with the, we tried that new Popeye's chicken sandwich. How was it? I thought it was really good, but it's not to me. It's not worth waiting in line that long. Like, and it's not, in my opinion, not that different than Chick Fil A. So it's like there might be more. I feel like the Chick Fil A sandwich is a little. Maybe it's just my mind, but I feel like it might be even a little healthier. Probably Chick Fil A and the Popeyes one. The bread, I think they toast the bread, mm. and it seems like it's sort of buttery, which is delicious. And they 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 put a lot of mayonnaise on it, which makes it really good. So it, and it does seem like it's not as healthy, but it's it, it is very delicious. Good. But it's yeah. I live next to a Popeye. It's like a couple blocks What's down. What's the line situation with Dude, this chicken sandwich? I haven't since they relaunched it. I haven't noticed. But when I came out a couple months ago, it was literally around the block. Like one that doesn't make sense. No, like I, I I refuse. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I can't do it. Yeah. So I bought like I think I, we bought like four four sandwiches. And I had two, and then he had a spicy and a regular in the fridge. Oh, that's And I came great. home late at night, and I'm like, hmm. Oh, that's so, good. <laughs> so I actually, like, yeah. So I ate the, uh, I ate the right, and then my wife was like, he said he wanted, remember he goes, he had a word for it. I forget the word. I called dibs or something like that. 
Daddy, uh, my special treat. Yeah, exactly. I had a, I had a bit on that on my um, <laughs> so, What's Up Nerds. So, so I, I woke up early the next morning, and and, uh, and she's like, I'm going to call right now. And, and okay, it opens at 10. And so boom, I was in line at 10.08. Hysterical. And, and I got to tell you, that's the, the, law, the line that we're seeing. That's just the line to order. Here's the, that didn't take that long because I walked in. One person was in front of me. Then I placed my order, but then it took another 25, maybe 30 minutes to get my sandwich. Oh, so that's where geez. the wait is. I thought they said fast food. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. I, uh, I, I'm not going to do it, but I, th- I think Cat Williams has a similar joke about, about getting high and eating his daughter's cereal and, like, looking for it with her, even though he knows he ate it. Like, oh, my, God. My dad, yeah. my dad would always be like, I didn't have your candy. I'm like, Dad. I know that I had a Reese's on top, and now the Reese's gone. Dude, my candy wouldn't last. They, we were savages. How long would it last? Me and my brothers probably pretty much eat it. The, the vast majority of it would be that night. No. The vast majority wow. of it. Dude, I remember- I'd get sick every year. I couldn't contain it. <laughs> but I do remember this. Would your mom have to check your candy before you could eat it? Oh, yes. she'd throw away yep. any like any any like goodie like some people make like little bags of like mm-hmm. loose candy and that would always nope, get thrown away. Yep. Yeah. I I never had a razor or a needle, but my mom and I were talking the other day and, and I told her and I don't think she even knew about this. This might have been I thought she was there, but maybe I was with my friends. It was weird. Like the weirdest one I ever got was that like we op- they rang the doorbell, they came in like we're geologists and we're giving out like uh, gems or rocks. Okay. And so I remember we went into their house (laughs) and you threw them at the window, went into their kitchen (laughs) and chose a rock. It was cool. Had blue stuff on and I had it in my nightstand until I went to college. Wow. But like, it was like looking back on it. I went into some stranger's house like trick or treating, you're usually just at the at door. At the door, yeah. I remember some people would have us walk in that they'd like want us to put on a show. Let me see your costumes, because oh, yeah. oh, yeah. like my neighborhood was pretty much Jewish and Italian, <laughs> yeah. so there were a lot of old ladies that you had to you had to like do the catwalk for. <laughs> yeah. Now, what are you? Like that's how they would catch oh, yeah. up, catch up on pop culture. Yeah. What's a Dark Vader? It's Darth Vader. <laughs> Darth. Darth. Darth Vader. It was dude. That's us now. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. I don't know anything. Now they're playing video game characters. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what they are. I mean, just do the traditional man. Do like Frankenstein. Do the mummy. That's like, yeah, but but you're a kid. Hero. It's fun. You want to do yeah. something from a TV show. You're like, I'm from PJ Masks. Like, yeah. and you want to yeah. put on the costume and be that person. And that's why it's awesome when our son is like, I'm going to be Rick Spring. Field this year. It's like, yes, I know who that so is. So great. And it was funny because it was like, at first it was going to be Neil Sedaka, and then it was going to be Rick Springfield. And my wife goes, Yeah, he went from dressing like an 80 year old to a 70 year old. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and be, in the past, he's been Michael Jackson, Elvis, that kind of thing. So, oh, it's, so it's kind of funny, right? Like, Is he a lot like you when you were a kid? A y- y- little bit. Yeah, he's smarter, though. I got to be honest. He's smarter. He's just, That's I love awesome. that. You know, I don't know if it's my, it's probably my wife's influence. And then also my grandparents, like, my my great grandfather um, was a musician and can play music by oh, ear. Oh, cool! And you actually, see that genetic. Yes, and and he, he my great grandfather DeCourt Hammett. Shout out to DeCourt Hammett. Rest in peace. He wrote the state song for South Dakota. Get out of here! Yeah, and he had a music store, and and so to see that go to my, I guess I'm assuming that my son can play the piano and like now he's playing bass and. It's pretty amazing to see. And he just he's going to be in the talent show. Whoa. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see him, you know, to have that, to see it, to see it like right there. Like, wow. Like, we're up close and personal. Okay, why don't we do this? Because one of my favorite things about this podcast is just doing a gratitude list. Yeah. And we just, we'll just circle, like, wh- what's the coolest thing about being a dad? 
coolest thing about being a dad is playing, seeing, seeing him, playing with him, hugging him, and getting those laughs every day with him. Yeah, family getting laughs, those laughs are the best. You know, I read this great quote, and I got to say it here. I don't know where I heard it. I don't know who said it, but I love it. Never get so busy making a living that you forget to make a life. You know. Oh, I think anybody that's trying to make it in comedy could be very, very guilty of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm very guilty of it. Yeah. Yeah, that, I think that's yeah. what's sad about our society right now. Everybody's just hustling so hard to just yeah. That doesn't mean get by. But, yeah, and it's funny. There's you know, there's no hard rules. Like, but at the same time, like I have friends that like they're constantly like, you know, like up and coming, and they're like, I really want to go out and do comedy, but I got invited to this concert or this birthday party or Disneyland. So I get it, but you're always going to be throwing those things. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, you got to focus on your work, but then. Live, live, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get better at that. That's yeah. such great advice. Yeah, Lee, what are you grateful for? Let's start doing that gratitude. Well, list. since I just uh, teased him a little bit and said he would eat my candy, um, one of my, because I was always, I've always worked. Like when I was 14, I got a job. But even before that, my dad worked at a, at the corporate office for Legal Seafoods. Mm. Um, if you're on the East Coast, uh, it's a, just a kind of. They don't like it when you call it a chain, but it's a chain. There's like 30 <laughs> of them. Um, and I got a job during the summer there, and we drive in every morning at like seven in the morning, and um, it was right around the time that Austin Powers came out with Fat Bastard, <laughs> and he has a line about and, he, and the the punchline is he goes that plus crap when he's talking about like the different smells. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> so he, the line is that plus crap, and for like the forty five minutes, like we would just do lines from Austin Powers, we do lines from comedy stuff. And that was uh, it was like probably the hardest I've ever laughed as a kid. Just, just, uh, just fart jokes, whatever make you laugh. But that's that like those rides in were pretty cool. That's awesome. So I'm grateful for that. I get, uh, I'm grateful that you guys are just hanging out right now. Yeah. You know what? I, you know what brings me joy, and it's like I, podcasts. Yeah. It's just such a simple, cool way. Like for me, it's a great way to catch up. Darren, the last time we talked was probably the last time we did a podcast when my album came out. Yeah. Last time we yeah. really, really talked. So yeah. this is awesome. And I love all the cool stuff you can learn by listening to podcasts and stuff like that. I'm grateful that they exist. It's such a great way to get information. Like today, I was thinking about like how crazy it was that I moved out here with no job, no apartment, no real connections, no money, no credit card. Like how crazy mm. it all was. But now just 20 years later people that want to do comedy i don't even think they really have to leave their hometown at least for now and you can just learn so much by listening to podcasts you can learn so much to that point i'm grateful that um for uh my podcast is now on pandora awesome and here's a tip for people never never uh take no's and answers they say it's true i submitted in june and they were like you know, I don't know if you guys have submitted your podcast yet, but it, 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 I submitted it, and it said, "Do not submit more than once." And so I waited two months, and I hadn't heard anything. I'm like, I'm just going to go ahead and submit again. So I submitted again, still hadn't heard anything. And then a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to submit again. Like this isn't. You know, I started getting kind of frustrated. Like, mm-hmm. like I want to be on there. So I submitted to Pandora, and then yesterday I noticed that I'm on there, and I'm like, yes, finally. Oh, that's like, awesome. So it's like, it's just persistence. Cool. Yeah, persistence, and then. Uh, you know, speaking of like reaching out to, you know, doing a podcast and reaching people that you normally wouldn't reach, this guy sent me an Instagram story of he's in his vehicle and the display is in the center console and he, and it's the very end of the episode 
And he's like, yeah, this is magical. Love the episode, Darren. You guys were great. And and I reposted. It's cool that I don't even know this person. Yeah, that's And he heard me in Chicago and... You know, and it was awesome. So shout out to the technology and people that actually care and want to hear us. here's one. Exactly. And shout out to ATC for getting us some sponsors. Yeah. That's cool. Right. So let's, this will be the point in the podcast where we'll put commercials in. (laughs) I'll have to remember that for the time. (laughs) Right. We'll go, oh, wait, we're in the middle of the gratitude list. And now a word from our sponsors. Okay, guys. Welcome (laughs) back. That was a word from our, but uh (laughs) Yeah, it's just it's just so cool that you can have an effect on people's lives. Yeah, because you know when we were st- when we were at the when I was at where Lee's at in his comedy, there was nothing. You know, you no. just you just waited till your spot on stage that night, and that yeah. was it. And then you just twiddled your thumbs and waited for things to happen. And now you're like, oh, let me do this podcast, or let me edit this video and put it on YouTube, or there's things to do. You know, and sometimes yes. it can be overwhelming, but also if you look at it through a gratitude list, it's like, no, this is cool. Absolutely. I, I, can, I got, you know. Do you know what's cool? Like when um, this, uh, I'm going to steal a grateful one because I had so much fun the other night in the belly room um, doing the show with Lee and Ryan Sickler. We sold out the belly room. I got to re-record my first album completely clean. And there were so many people there that I didn't know but listened to this podcast. Yeah. Like there were people that came up to me afterwards and they started asking me these questions. I heard it on the podcast. I heard it on the podcast. I'm like, <laughs> thank you so much for being here. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, because like I figured if there was seventy people in there, I would know forty of them, and the other thirty <laughs> just showed up that night and couldn't get into a better show. <laughs> That's really. But there were people there that <laughs> listened to the podcast, bought tickets, yeah. and showed up. So I'm so grateful. You know, like for how that some, night. Some podcasts listeners. have like these catchphrases and stuff. Do you guys yeah. have anything that off the top of your head? That no, I think are... we started to use the word buddies more than anybody. Yeah, we, yeah, we do use buddies at the beginning of the podcast. You're like, what are we going to call our listeners? And you were like, we'll just call them buddies. Yeah, because you always say, hey, buddy. Like, I, I feel like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, whenever I talk to Steve, I have to say, hey, buddy. Um, it's great. See, it's, that, uh, that could be your thing. You could put it on koozies, mugs, yeah. t shirts, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, we definitely could. It's, um, I'm grateful for a lot of stuff. I'm grateful just even for this because, like, I'm, I'm the kind of person that I like left to my own devices. I won't leave my house. Joey kind of gets mad at me sometimes. Yeah. And, like, today I was like, not mad. I wasn't mad at you, Steve, but I was like, oh, I have to go. Now I have to get ready and I have to drive and I have to do all that. And, but, like, now I'm out of the house and I'm like, I was tired before, but now I'm not tired. And yes, it's good. You have to work through that little <laughs> uncomfortable it's stuff. True. Yeah. Like, um, that's why I, you do the boxing, I do the jujitsu. You have to push yourself a little yeah. bit. And it's not like I'm Jocko or Joe Rogan and like a winner. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I read David Goggins' book and I'm like, this dude's a superhero. And I, it, it definitely inspired me. <laughs> Dude, yeah. But I'm like, I am not cut from that cloth. I, that, would, I would yeah. love to see you at four in the morning with Jocko. Oh, oh man. That would I, be, know. I would love to do a video with Jocko and I wake <laughs> him up at four in the morning to eat uh, Apple Jacks and watch cartoons. <laughs> I, I tweeted them once. I said, uh, I like, whenever I see. Uh, a picture of Jocko's watch that says 4.30, it's time for me to go to bed. That's a <laughs> And he actually hit like, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> That's, That's great. Awesome. But then I started going to bed earlier now. I don't do that anymore. It's like, you are it's healthier, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's like, I'm up late, but I'm also trying to get up earlier so I can get to that boxing gym. And it's funny. I've been really, here's a gratitude list. There's an undefeated fighter who's fighting November 9th in Fresno. He's from Kazakhstan. Cool. And his brother is a filmmaker and will be at the gym a lot. And 
Dude, what a cool combo. It's great. I love brothers. One's a fighter, yeah. the other yeah. one's a filmmaker. And it, and I think, I don't know why he's doing this. Maybe he's just bored or whatever, but he's like, come on, party starter, the brother. And he's like holding pads and kind of, he's coaching me, man. That's and, so cool. And, and, it, and it pushes you even more. You know, when you're by yourself, you're yes, like. Yes, you, we need each other, man. Yes. I think that's a constant theme when of I'm this by, podcast and this yeah, particular Yeah, when I'm by general. myself, I, I sweat, but it's just like, it's like that bib sweat where it's just right here by your yeah. neck. When that guy coaches, it's pushing me further than I really and I'm like, he's like, come on, let's, you know, 20 more seconds. And you're just like, <sighs> and I remember I told him, he goes, come on, man, what's wrong with you? And I was like, it sounded like such a like little, you know, I go, it was Halloween, man. I had too much candy. <laughs> what is Halloween? Because <laughs> they don't sell. Weak American. <laughs> exactly. He's I don't care about Halloween birthdays. You stop. Come on, you're training, you know. That's what's so yeah. cool. Like, I've, yeah. I've lost more weight in doing jujitsu <laughs> in the past I know year. your arms are getting buffed. Look at I that. I don't know if that's it. That but vein's I'm, popping I'm, on I'm, your I'm, bicep. Yeah, I, I think that's an injury, actually. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Because I tore all that stuff a while oh, back. Shit. But um, I've lost so much weight because it's like you, you're there and the other people make you better. Yeah. Like, I, I had a buddy of mine that was from Germany, you know, which you say, iron sharpens iron. And there's a, there's a truth to that. Like... Man, it just feels good to get out of your comfort zone, to do a little bit more, to be a little bit more productive. Yeah, the best shape I was ever was I was doing a kettlebell class. You have to get back to leave. The you got to start clothes. walking together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because it's one thing if you do kettlebells in your living room, but like when you're in a class and it's, oh, like, it that, it's like that you peer pressure. so much more out of it. It was yeah. nine in the Positive morning, three days a week, pressure. and I'd never missed a class. It was a... Uh, because I, that's just, I mean, everyone has some of the stuff that they like and they don't like. Working out is something that I've never been good at or enjoyed. Mm -hmm. And your brother's a personal trainer. Yeah. Right? No, it, yeah, it, I'm just getting it, back to like the mm, Kazakhstan brothers. It's just so cool. People are different. You're the filmmaker. And he's the, yeah. yeah. That's, that's like exactly the, That's exactly right. What about this? When you, for exercise, how about, do you go for walks and listen to podcasts? That's, that's what we're going to start yeah, doing. That's what we're, yeah. If I have That's some, an easy like, exercise that you actually benefit from. And that's why I'm grateful for like people like Steve or anyone who like who like likes to do it. Because if I have, if I'm like, all right, Steve, like we're gonna meet today. Okay, I'll go to do it. But if I'm just by myself in my apartment, I'm like, right. okay, well, no, maybe I'll just take. We're it. all guilty of that. Like that's why we need to hold each other accountable. Yeah, it's important. It's great. Oh, this is what I'm grateful for. So I was thinking about the belly room show the other night, and one of the moms, um, from Children's Hospital was there, and it w I was. So, well, I don't know. It was just awesome. She showed up. I didn't know she was going to be there. And she brought me uh, a picture. It was a thank you note her son, AJ, gave me. Because my friend Carlo from uh, Domingo's Italian Deli in Encino was kind enough. Uh, it was really what started this next generation of help, help Steve help. It all got started because my friend... That works at the hospital told me about this family and they needed to do something together as a family. They wanted to go to Disneyland and I just turned the social media and then Carlo stepped up and Al Magical stepped up and it got – the lady that really got the ball going for all this Help Steve Help stuff, guys, please go to helpstevehelp.com. Um, by the time this comes out, the new website should be up where you can just type in your credit card and give a dollar, a dollar every month and we're going to send that to the families that are always helping other people need, but really now need that extra financial hug. And to have a mom there to say thank you in person with the drawing and letter from her little kid was just, I'm blown away. I, there's not a word for it. 
That's great. And it wasn't even me. It's all you guys that are helping. I just get the credit mm. for it. So thank you for helping. Well, speaking of that, and I, that, and we, I talked about it earlier, uh, how grateful I am for audiences. Like my, my favorite part about that night was there was a couple sitting on the bench to the right who were just having the best time. And the the wife or the girlfriend, every joke, like not every joke, but a lot of jokes you made, like they'd like, as soon as you made it, like they laugh and look at each other, like they were having a good time together. It's the best. And like I like, I like I just like watching that. Like, like when eyes, I call it when people's eyes high five. Where like <laughs> yeah. they want to see if you're loving it as much as they're loving it. Like, and then you go back yeah. to the screen. It's yeah. the best. It was so much fun to watch that. That's funny. As an observe, you know, I've observed that as a comedian. Like even with the families and stuff, I'm like. I remember as a young man, like, why do we do that? We we liked it. There's a connection, right? Mm-hmm. We're all watching the TV show, and then we look at each hey, other. You love it as much as yeah. Me. yeah. I used to think like, why are people? But it's just the thing that it, it's a connection. Connection. That's what yeah. it's all about, man. It's the coolest. Was there any point in your act when you did the clean album where you're like, were you almost cursed, or you, or you? Totally- I said ass. Mm. I don't know why I just, <laughs> but I and, and I, funny. I was, oh, wait. You said you spelled it out like that on, no. the, on the album, and I'm just like, all right. Well, I'm sure you could we edit could just, it if you yeah, want that, to. Yeah, we could just it was snip. one line that we could it was take. One out. line we could snip. Yeah, but other than that, because like for me, so much of my comedy isn't <laughs> yeah. words, just right. emotions. Yep. So I start feeling the emotions, and then I try to just put that joy into people's hearts. That's it. And that's what this, I don't know how or why, but I'm just doing a gratitude list like this mm. makes me start feeling that joy where yeah. I start feeling better. I want everybody listening to do their gratitude lists because there's so much in your life that, that you should be grateful for, but it's so easy to lose track of that you just, you were, we're always just focused on what's wrong or, or, or <laughs> what I need to do or what, yeah. what, what I don't have. I, I did something on the, on the road. And I, I thought of you, man. Like this is like, this is a Steve Simone. I could totally. So there's this club I played. It was in Oklahoma City. And did you get to meet the big pygmy? Isn't that where Justin Wren trains out of? Oh, is it? I don't know. Cool. That guy's the coolest person ever. Well, I didn't get to meet him, but he's awesome. After the show, like all the places to eat were on the other side of town, mm-hmm. and the first night it was, um, I didn't really want to go there, but the guy was like, "Let's go there. It's Twin Peaks. It's but it's just loud music, and just I didn't like it, and it's overpriced, and it wasn't my scene. And especially after doing shows and traveling, yeah. you're like, I just want to chill. And the next night, something similar, but it was a diner, but it was a lot of craziness there, and I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. like that either. And here's where you come into play. The best night ever after that was the following night, and it was just me and the local comedian going to a Taco Bell, putting the, the food in the bags on the trunk of his car, and just hanging out under the stars eating like Taco Bell, and just yep. talking about comedy and podcasting the and best. stand-up and... You know, and, and just reaching into the bag, what's going to come out next? Oh, this, you know what I mean? It's you the greatest. It's like, like those Christmas presents from the Chinese. Thing yeah, and said. it's like, the little simple yeah. things. Like, it's not where you are, it's who you're with. Yeah. Man. yeah. And it's the cool. And it's simple. It was just like, literally, like, you feel like you're in high school again. Like, just eating Taco Bell in the back of a car. Like, like outside in the parking lot. Just like. So great. You know, man. That's awesome. That's if that guy's listening, shout out. I forget your name right now, but it's I have too many names <laughs> oh, in my head. But you know no, but shout are. out. He's great. Yeah. He knows. Yeah, I, I, I just you know, you know how it is. Yes. You ever get on the spot and people are like, "What's my name?" You're like, Dave. Oh, I have a I have yeah, an irrational fear of that. Yeah, it happened to me like in San Diego. This guy I hadn't seen in like 15 years as comic. Mm-hmm. He goes, "Come on, man, we hung out at IHOP together." And I only went to IHOP once on Sunset, so I do remember going to IHOP, and I 
I did remember his face, but I didn't remember his name. I'm terrible I, with names. I'm terrible was, with names. I felt terrible for and that. And being aware of it yeah. makes me even worse with yes. him. Yes. Because I think it's just so insulting if I were to call somebody the wrong name that that almost forces me to call them the wrong name. Like I remember yes. once hanging out with my big brother, Chris. I've known him my, literally my entire life. And I'm like, that's my big brother, Chris. And I'm like, but what, wait, what if his name isn't Chris? What if I just, oh, wow. yeah, completely uh, insane, oh, like yeah. with names. Oh, by the way, the, the guy's name is Austin. I remember it was the same name <laughs> as my son, which is like, which is a weird thing too, right? Because I remember putting his name in my phone and I put like Oklahoma. I didn't want to put Austin and accidentally like text him. Mm. You know, yeah, when I, you're texting your own I son, like, the, love you. It's like, my you know, buddy John. Like, dude, we worked together once. Like, I, yeah. I texted the wrong John on my phone yesterday. I was like, thanks so much for hanging out last night. And he was like, well, I'm coming tonight. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh, on that same note, the first time I did the belly room, Joey gave me some some things. And I was Marijuana nervous. grass. Oh, yeah. Some marijuana uh, mints. And it was the first time. And... It's funny. He told me that I was going to host, and then when I got there, I think he might have been in the bar, mm-hmm. uh, and he was like, actually, you're not hosting. Chappelle wants to do 30 in front of you. <coughs> wow. And he, he just kept saying, I know. And I was like, less than a year in or a year in, and he just kept saying it and saying it and saying it, and then we got up to the belly room, and of course, Chappelle's not there. <laughs> <laughs> so I was so nervous. Yeah. But my buddy, Eric, uh, who I've done, I met like one of the first times I did open mics, and we're, we're like, really good friends, and... I know his name is Eric. Yep. And I was getting to the end of my set, and I was like, okay, I'm going to bring someone up. And we didn't talk about it before. <laughs> and I said, come to the stage. He's been on the podcast. You know him. You love him. And I went, Ugh! And I just, it felt like eight years, but on the recording yeah. it was 10 seconds. <laughs> not even. But I forgot his name. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. We're all humans. I forgot my his name. My man with yeah. the great Halloween stories. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm grateful on that note of just for to you, Steve, for like I'm some... I uh, just did that. What we did the we did uh, Reno. We mm-hmm. did the Belly Room, and now to go to Arizona in a month is uh, I, like I don't know if you guys. I know you guys remember, but like to be a few years in and to get these gigs are just it's 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 more fun than Hanukkah. Like it like to me like I'm just so it. excited yeah, to do cool. it, and I'm grateful that Lucas Hurl gets to come with us to yeah Arizona, and then I hope in 2020. I can start bringing more people. I want to, There's so many great guys at the comedy store. I just want to hang out with and give them the opportunity. It's a gift you're giving. Mm, I get the gift. You know, that's what we'll go with that too. Yeah. I get it. You get to hang out with your friends. Yeah. When, like the when we were in Vegas yeah. together, yeah. I hate Vegas. Yeah. But with you, it was fun. Yes. It's so, like- oh, oh, I got one. Because David Deary, <laughs> David Deary's yeah. been helping produce the podcast. You know what I'm really grateful for? And this is just an obscure, weird thing. But the pepperoni they have at Pizza Nista on their pizza is so good. It's a little tiny pepperoni mm. that curls up. Mm-hmm. I don't it's think it so is pepperoni good. unless it's cr- unless it's crispy. Like so pe- pepperoni. Crispy, crispy pepperoni is oh the greatest. God. That's uh, Oh, can I tell you what I'm grateful for? Yes, yeah, go. go. This is a silly little thing and you guys got to get this if you ever need Listen, I bought this thing. Um I don't even know how to describe it, but basically it's like a little the size of a uh, your like like your phone, all right? Mm-hmm. And you and you plug it into an outlet and there's a remote control for that thing, so whatever you plug into that that thing, whatever that thing is called, mm-hmm. goes off and on. So you plug it into the outlet, then you can plug a lamp into that thing, and then with the remote control, now your any lamp is like off and on, like oh cool, that's cool. Yeah. Anything like you could plug a radio, a TV, a fan, a lamp, uh, anything you wanted to, 
And with the remote, and what happened is because we moved, and there's a lamp that we, but it's kind of like an obstacle course. Like you have to like get behind some other furniture yeah. and go over there and turn it off and on. But now with this remote, you just go, and it just the lights. That's go on so and, cool. And and where, how much does that cost? It was like sixteen bucks, and I got it at the uh, at a hardware store. Oh, that's cool. I love fun that stuff is cool. like that. Especially when you get in bed and like, like you're like, oh, I left the light on. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So now exactly <laughs> now you could literally lay in bed. Have a lamp. Plus, you could do it to have laughs with your brothers. <laughs> yes, you oh, yeah. you turn off the lights and they they freak out. <laughs> Did you guys ever have the clapper? For sixteen bucks. Because that, that, that was a joke when I was clap, clap off, the clap clapper. on, clap off. But I never the used it. The clapper. No, but I got the clap. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> and the last one I have, it's really quick, is we were talking about crispy pepperoni. Like I'm grateful for like <clears throat> laughs that like. They don't necessarily, it's not what you're saying, but it's just like you're having a good time. The best. Like Eric, Joey, and I, we did the Ice House once, and we went and got pizza at Joe's and Sherman Oaks after, mm-hmm. which we, he always says we're going to go do, but we mm-hmm. almost never do it. Yeah. But we did it this time, and we were talking about comedy and I, I, another marijuana grass night, but I, I felt like we were talking too much about comedy, and I didn't want to be like the young guy bothering Joey. Yeah. And in my head, I was like, ooh, I, I like crispy crust. And so I said, I like it when the crust is crispy. Mm-hmm. And Eric and Joey now, on like a daily basis, will tease me for saying that. <laughs> but like it was, it got the biggest laugh because it was the just, best. it was out of nowhere. But it was just, it's interesting. <laughs> like I guess it's an inside joke or whatever. But like I can picture Joey imitating you doing. Oh that. yeah, he still does. He, I like when the crust is crispy. Like he says in that yeah. like little whiny voice. He loves you so much. Lee. Oh yeah, yeah, I love him. He's, he loves uh, you so much. But it's, uh, <laughs> I'm grateful for inside jokes. It's, yeah, I'm grateful for my family my friends everybody listening what do you want to wrap it up with Darren I want to thank you guys for having me on and uh, and this will be on my podcast as well and you guys check out Good Times with Steve and Lee and and give yourself and, what's the name of your podcast The Pocket oh, Party oh it's called The Pocket Party The Pocket Party Podcast I have I believe like 83, 84 episodes somewhere in there awesome and it's cool man I put them out every week and I'm having a ball doing them I've interviewed everybody from fellow comedians to ex-cops to um, I, I talked to a guy that went to. I, I was on stage. I said, "Hey, my pause. I, I like to keep my podcast very positive and shine the light on the lighter side of life." Yes. And this guy goes, "I I do uh, PSAs for the military for suicide oh. prevention, and, and 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 it was a little out of my comfort zone. But I'm like, it was, but we ended up being a two part episode. And on the second part, the great Fraser Smith joins us. Awesome. And the guy talked about what it was like to go from being in high school to going to boot camp to. Getting that call to go to Afghanistan and wow, what it was like. What a hero. It, yeah, it was like my own little Jocko Willink moment, you know. Yeah, like, real hero. This guy was like, yeah. Shout out to Paul Lilly is his name. Thank you for your service. Very cool. Yes. And what was crazy? One of the things that he said on the episode was, he's in college, gets the call. They said your unit is not going to go to Afghanistan. Uh, he hangs up the phone. He's like, party. Two minutes later, the phone rings. The guy goes, I'm sorry, we made a mistake. You are going to Afghanistan. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Heavy dude. That's when it hit him. When he, Everything else didn't really hit him. But you when know he, what? Yeah. So good that you're bringing yeah. this up. This podcast will come out on Sunday, and Monday is Veterans Day. Oh, cool. So it's definitely, I am beyond grateful for everybody that's ever put on a uniform to defend me, my family, and the country I love. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it must seem... Just after talking to him, it just, I mean, you know, that was just a conversation, but it, it it must seem so weird to go from, like, a war to, like, back to peacetime, like, yeah. just everyday life. And even when you get out of the military, you're like, now what do I do with my life? Like, next step, it's like, 
It's got to yeah. be. Yes, yeah, so much of it. Like, that's what's so great yeah. about comedy and focusing on the good stuff and, and, and the good times because that's what – that's what life really is. It's the crispy crust. It's tiny little pepperonis. It's Taco Bell on the back of a, on on the hood of your car, just outside yeah, with yeah. somebody that you care about. Yeah. Like that's all life is, guys. I've said it a thousand times on this podcast, but life is just something delicious and somebody to share it with. So I, I'm beyond grateful for you guys to share this moment with us that we got to hang out with today and. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. God bless. And let me try to cue up the music and not mess it up again. Get your jolly. I can't do it. I can't do it. And thank oh, you to Aaron for doing all my work today. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much, buddy. And uh, hopefully we'll start filming more of these podcasts and we'll get more super fun, cool guests. And I want you to come on whenever you want, Aaron. Thank you. It's so great to hang out. And Lee, thank you for always being there for me, buddy. Love you guys. We're done with this interview. Look at you. Did you get your jollies? I know I did. Thank you guys for checking out the podcast. Make sure you tell a friend. You share the link. You hit that donate button at DarrenCarter.com. Support the podcast. And uh, just be involved. Get involved in life. Get involved. Get in lo- Get involved. Do push-ups in the morning. Do your sit-ups. Do your stretching. Tell your friends about the podcast. Start that party in your ear holes. And as we say at the boxing gym, all right now, don't hurt nobody. Don't hurt nobody. And then when I leave, be careful. (laughs) Be careful. Don't hurt nobody, including yourself. Love you, and I'll see you next week. Everybody listen to Darren Carter. We all know he's the party starter. So if you want to listen to a podcast for free, then listen to The Pocket Party.